0: We express our praise and gratitude to Allah We seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him So welcome back everybody to to round three of of the Muzaffar Circus And we're continuing along in our exploration so far of Al-Fatiha And adding a philosophical question now And those of you who've already gone through this with me see if you can remain silent those of you who have not you are encouraged to engage when we open up al fatiha we have four direct references to his to allah's generosity right we have arrahman arrahim arrahman arrahim and then on top of that we have another expression of praise of allah where we are saying he is rabbil Alameen. He is the one who is guiding everything through its life cycle, which is another expression of, its, of the mercy of Allah on everything. Thus, if Allah is so merciful, so merciful that his mercy is mentioned in this superlative so many times, how do we reconcile suffering? How do we explain suffering? I don't know if any of you see my one of my recent chaplain letters where I make the point why they come so. Where I make the point that there is uh, that I don't think any of us actually truly appreciate how much darkness there really is in the world. We can draw attention to specific places and moments, but the sheer amount of darkness in the world, I don't know if any of us could even comprehend or even take. So, having said that. How do we reconcile the two? Thoughts, reflections. So I have to say, even in suffering, there is good, even though we do not know why. It is Allah who knows the overall chess game, so to speak. All right. What else? Anyone else? Especially those of you who have witnessed the suffering of the world. Who have witnessed taste of it. Thoughts? Feel free to type or speak. Come on, what do you think? How do we reconcile suffering? Or, awesome.
1: Um, isn't suffering considered a mercy in many ways? Uh, explain. Uh, so those who are met with suffering in this life are met like with more mercy in the next life. Okay. And so the idea is that the the suffering you have now sort of. In, in a sense, is um, uh, transactional in that it's, it's suffering that you're saved from in your next life.
0: Okay. okay. Anyone else? So I'm going to
2: try the... typing in here, Omar if it's okay. It. This yeah, is a concept that I really do struggle with. Um, but I do, you know, I think a lot of times we give platitudes of what it means to suffer. And until there is um, acknowledgement of, uh, I don't think it's just a hereafter. I think there is a lot of wisdom in suffering, uh, whether we like it or not, whether it is painful or not, uh, there's a lot of growth and learning and um, the ability to uh, see things from other perspectives um, that at times, if you don't suffer, you uh, you you won't see those perspectives, if that makes sense. Yeah, not sure makes, if I'm hitting sense. the right point, but
0: um, uh, I mean, all to these, learn
2: more.
0: Yeah, all these. Uh, I think all these answers do have uh, uh, some truth to them, uh, whether speaking of of Ahan's point that there is good, or Asma's point that there that there is wisdom that can be derived from the suffering, and Asma's point uh, about well, the hereafter.
3: Well. Um, yeah. Andy? So like well, I I remember I don't know if this is what you're talking about and stop me if I'm wrong but I remember you said like three or four ways that we benefit from suffering and the one that I remember the most is that through enduring through enduring that pain we're in, we're in, we're in turn being rewarded for endurance like endurance through that pain so it's almost like an extra opportunity to to gain soap you know to gain. you know reward um so um that's like i remember you listed four ways and that was the one that stuck out to me that really clicked because it's not only that we're getting through it by enduring but we're also being rewarded for that and then yes it's gonna be and then it's gonna be taken from us as well in the hereafter inshallah like from our from any um you know sins too
0: yeah absolutely so so, that is also part of it that if you endure through the suffering without, which means essentially what? Without We're, doing something wrong, means yeah. you get rewarded. <clears throat> and then sins are also being taken care, uh, taken away from you. What else? Uh, let's and see. even if you
3: say, even if you're grateful for it, I think you said, like, even if you kind of like, you accept it, you say, Alhamdulillah, you know, you really truly like em- almost embrace it as an opportunity, yeah. then that's also. You know, rewarded. I guess too. I okay. guess.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, it looks like Aladdin uh, says suffering can be a test of your faith. Absolutely, suffering is definitely a test of your faith. What else? What else? How else can we reconcile suffering with the fact that Allah is so merciful?
4: Can we uh, refer back to the your you know the definition of rub that we discussed earlier? We you know, like suffer, we go from a state of earlier immaturity toward the maturity that we're supposed to have.
0: Yeah, I would say that when we look from the perspective of Allah being the Rabb of all, and that He is guiding us, you know, from immaturity to maturity, sometimes that growth that He is imposing upon us is going to be by way of imposing suffering. So, all right, any other thoughts? I think we've, we've captured most of the big ideas. Someone is just about to speak who?
5: Zeeshan. Um, yeah. Isn't
4: the isn't having benefit or good things happen to you also part of mercy?
0: So, I mean, good things happening to you, I think, is is especially easy to recognize as mercy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> let's bring this. Uh, 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 well, let's look at this from a couple of different perspectives. Number one. Uh, it, can I just
3: add one more? I guess. I don't know. It's the obvious part. one that. There's, there's much worse. So he's sparing you from much worse, with, you know, but it's all relative. So, okay,
0: sorry. Okay, Yeah, fair enough. So that you're hit with suffering and the suffering you're being hit with could be double, triple worse. Sure, True. all those things. Now, one point I'm going to suggest is most of the points we made uh, are coming from the perspective of someone who is at most a witness or outside of the suffering. That all the points that we made are essentially sound arguments but i would question if if we were going in the middle of the tornado of suffering would we easily remember all the points that were just made right. if yes alhamdulillah but i think more often than not what happens is that we give these wonderful explanations for suffering but when we ourselves are hit with suffering suddenly we forget everything and it's more a matter of yelling and screaming and all of that. And why is this happening to me? So far and so on. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this is true of all of you or even any of you, but this is, a, I think, a, a, a common a, a common point. And so the goal is to take the academic ideas that we've all shared and then how do we help to make them real? One point to consider is, uh, does Allah have the right to impose suffering on me? What do you all think?
3: Of course.
0: Yeah, Allah owns me. Allah has complete freedom to do whatever he wills with me. Although he's saying the default is going to be rahma, he doesn't define himself as all merciful, right? He defines himself as most merciful. And likewise, does Allah have complete freedom to hit me with suffering? while giving the next person all kinds of ease. He has 100% right to do that, yeah? And so I think one step in the coping process of understanding suffering is the acceptance that Allah has free reign to do as he wills with whomever, whatever, including me. The more I can accept that in advance, the more I will be prepared to face suffering. What do you think? Agree, disagree, and you're all welcome to push back. Awesome. Um, I wanted
2: to uh, uh, uh,
0: go, uh, Asma, and then Asim.
2: Yeah. No, go ahead, Asim, I'll come after you, I apologize.
1: Okay, go for it, Asim. Um, I was gonna say, this also goes to that point of unique design, right? that um the more uh, like in a sense your suffering is individualized to you and therefore and is designed to in theory make you the best version of yourself and therefore this this goes to that um that m- mercy idea as well and I, I think there's a another question to be had, which is, would we understand what mercy is if we didn't have suffering? So
0: that's also another point about about the suffering is that you know it's hard to it's easier to know bad if you know good and vice versa. Uh, Asma.
2: So I wanted to give a little push on just the beginning of your comments of okay. you know that the responses were. Um, uh possibly more academic or theoretical and how do we make and this is exactly what i was trying to push at is getting beyond the platitudes of comments and theory but even the response of you said um that many when they suffer forget all the things we just said so my pushback is that even in that i wonder or want to understand better is that that God is the creator and would expect us to behave in that way. So um, even if we didn't take the highest form of what we suggested theoretically, I I guess I grapple with this, right? So um, at times of like, you know, that we recognize our suffering and that I do have feelings of anger towards God, but I also, and Hasha, who am I to have that? But I also feel like that's the creator who created us in these limited capacities. So do you get know what I'm saying? So my push for yeah. you is that, you know, in your statement of, you know, many of us won't even do that. And so my question is, yeah, that's probably true. Mm-hmm. But isn't that the mercy of the, like that's the way the creator created us, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like when you think of suffering of death or illness, we we can't help not process that in our brains because we're mm-hmm. limited in those capacities. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to push back on that concept of, that, that that's what is to almost a certain degree what is expected I am at fault I am with shortcomings I do feel that anger but mm-hmm. I also know that that's a shortcoming and that mm-hmm. that's the way my God has created me so do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying here
0: yeah I believe so and, and so the fundamental question becomes <clears throat> is it a sin for me to be angry at Allah what do you all think
6: um, uh, uh, just uh, hold off on that uh, yeah. last question Uh, When we are talking about suffering, uh, we tend to be talking about in a collective manner or a collective perception of suffering. There is a very important aspect of suffering uh, which we are uh, possibly overlooking, which is the personal connection with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala and the personal relationship. Because uh, you know, to uh, to give an example, for uh, you know, my my niece is is mentally challenged. And I look at her and I always think in terms of how difficult it is to be a parent of such a child, uh, the challenges, the, the, uh, the emotional ups and downs, uh, the anxiety and so forth. But when I look at my sister-in-law and look at her relationship with my niece and how she, she doesn't see that as a suffering, she is seeing that as uh, you know, even a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that personality to be in her life. Uh, so, so, so while, yeah, there may be a, a collective uh, perception, we cannot really downplay the personal perception or the personal relationship that uh, suffering, quote unquote, uh, engenders between um, the sufferer and, uh, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. And, okay. Impossible, so- and in that uh, personal relationship, Sometimes suffering does not become suffering How many times do we see that uh, you know, two people who have the same degree or same, same test reacting very diametrically different way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, fair enough mm-hmm. in terms of uh, more focus on how people are responding. But uh, I think it would be uh, objectively fair to say that uh, if someone is experiencing some huge amount of pain uh, we can call that suffering, whether or not they smile or whether or not they cry. Right. And, and so, so the question that I would raise for everyone is, is it a sin for me to be upset so, at Allah?
5: So I think the, the, the crying is, or getting sad is not, is permissible. Mossad Salam cried, you know, when his son Ibrahim died, but wailing is, is not permissible, you know, in Islam. So, um, so that's, so, like, oh, how this happened to me, you know. I mean, how you did to me. Mm-hmm. These kind of things are not allowed. But mm-hmm. other than that, and the second point is that you know, if you um, the ayah in Quran is that you could live in So that can explain the the framework
0: translation for everybody. Is, so
5: it's uh, uh, we I'm... cannot ex- uh
0: Malah, finish finished your point and then and then Asma. Yeah.
5: Yeah, you're asking me something
0: yeah i was uh, trying to translate what you what you what you just recited yeah
5: so we bit. you know so in in this ayam, Allah said that you know we cannot actually give the the suffering to one beyond their you know limit mm-hmm. so everybody have a different limit everybody have a different uh, way to react to the suffering um and then you know that's that's how things works in this framework
0: mm-hmm. okay uh, asma
2: No, I'll, I'll leave it to you, Omar. I mean, I can continue pushing back, but that's okay.
0: I'll
2: leave it to your expertise.
0: Okay, so, so, so the point I'm suggesting to all of you is when we're looking through the lens of the relationship with Allah Ta'ala, uh, we obviously understand it's very easy. To, it's good to be happy with Allah Ta'ala. But I'm also going to suggest to you, it is not wrong to be angry at Allah Ta'ala because that is a natural human emotion
3: yeah i i I would agree and i don't know if this is what you're getting at um but basically again i also remember when you said the year that you asked to be close to god was like one of the worst years of your life Mm -hmm. and you went through so much suffering so we and i'm thinking about the prophet like he suffered and so the the whole the whole purpose and you said that you know yeah, God has God has every right to put us through suffering or put us through whatever we want, what he whatever he wants, and it's for his purpose and his. But but ultimately, it's all to be to to, to go back to him, to turn back to him. So I mean, we can be mad about it, and and then apparently, it just like Asmat said, like that's how he created us, knowing that we're going to react that way, and then the response will be that it we we find ourselves having no one but him maybe i guess maybe that's what you're trying to get at i'm not sure yeah. well, that's my can I, i'm
2: gonna i am gonna elaborate a little bit here if that's okay or I'm not. It, um this with this concept of ing- you know and i hash again i you know this is honestly the first time i've ever said this publicly in a forum that i don't know anybody of the concept of is it possible? If it, to if feel... it
0: makes you feel, everybody, just about everybody in this room is is or has been a student or friend of mine, except for maybe. Okay, no, I
2: okay. so no, 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 um, no worries, and you know, may Allah, I pray Allah that um, I'm forgiven sincerely for my shortcomings. But the pushback I want to express is is that I think, you know, when you look at experts in the social sciences and the therapy, and look at grievance process, right, the grieving process, that there are In that process, there is anger, right? And however you, as humans, we're limited. Again, however we profess that anger and it's again hasha, but that is the way we've created. And I think it's just recognizing that that's the feeling, the emotion that one is feeling. Because anything else of not recognizing that I think is oppression to the nuts. And I don't think God's mercy would want that for us to do, if that makes sense. So I think we have to have that line of recognition but then how am I acting upon it? Where is it that, you know? Because I, I don't think it's meant to be saying, well, we can only feel happy, but only sad, but we can't have this other feeling. Like we are mm-hmm. so complex in the way that God created us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think suppressing any of those emotions would be vulnerable to the actual human necks,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: no, this is this is part of the point that I'm getting to, that when we are looking at the Dean through the lens of right and wrong, then we can say, okay, you shouldn't do this, shouldn't do this, shouldn't do this. But when we are looking at the Dean through the lens of relationships, then it means we're bringing bringing our authentic self to the relationship, which means that it's easy to understand that if good is happening to you, that you're going to be happy. But when bad is happening to you, I'm saying it is natural to feel angry, to feel frustrated, to feel that you're being abandoned and such. And then what do you do? You turn to Allah with those feelings. Okay. Ya Allah, I need your help. Ya Allah, you know how, how hard this is for me. Okay. And you will find those du'as to be much more sincere than many of your other du'as. When you are coming to the du'a with your real authentic self, not the version of you that you're supposed to have. Makes sense? I mean, every single yeah, person in this totally. room has gone through struggle. I mean, and yeah. in many of your struggles, I know I know intimately well, just because of our relationships. Uh, but Angie, you were saying something?
3: Um, so that's where, that's basically what, what's meant by like, you're given the opportunity. Like, yes, it's horrible. And yes, you know, again, every right to be angry because as again, as Matt brought up, Yes, there are stages of 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 grief, and you're going to go through all those stages, and he knows that, so he's giving you that opportunity to reach that that station, right? That that station of like, okay, I've gone through everything, and I have no one that's going to help me except him, you know, and then he's giving you the opportunity to become sincere and to become yes, establish the connection with him. And yeah,
2: yeah. so, so, Omar, you
3: Omar,
5: another. Another question came up, um, just I'm thinking about it, is that how about the, the, the differentiation of the suffering between individual level, the personal level, and on the community or social level? Yeah, we'll like, come to that
0: also, Yeah, I mean, this is also a, this is also a, a key point. First, I'm just speaking about suffering as it is, in terms of how do we regard suffering? And so, so what I'm suggesting is that in the same way that the Prophet, peace be upon him, Just like the example that that Malahat gave, that you know, he's at the grave of his 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 son Ibrahim, who has just died, and he has tears coming out of his eyes. And the companions are asking, Why are you crying? You know, he's gonna go straight to paradise, and he's saying this is a rahmah from Allah. I'm suggesting your emotions in general are a rahmah from Allah. And that includes anger, that includes frustration, that includes joy, that includes exhilaration, that includes shock. All those things. Because the mistake we make in the approach we have in the community right now is to have pretend emotions that are hiding our real emotions. And so what I'm suggesting in the whole outlook of looking at your deen as this set of relationships, part of the goal is for you to be authentic with yourself in terms of how are you feeling. And then in your frustration, you're going back to Allah in your frustration. In your anger, you're going back to Allah. In your anger, any thoughts? Any other thoughts? Uh, awesome, you had your hand raised a while ago.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember what it was, but I think also uh, another, I guess, another question this brings up is, um, uh, how do we deal with the invalidation of that anger from other people who? Mm-hmm whose response is always be grateful, be grateful, be grateful. Yeah. I mean, we would literally
0: have to have a whole class on suffering itself, you know, and I'd, I'm, I'm almost willing to just make this class that, but um, we'll, we'll keep that as a separate class. But you all get this point, uh, starting on point that everything that everyone said uh, about how to comprehend suffering, everything you said is correct. But the suggestion that I'm giving is that when we're in the moment, it's easy to forget all of those things. And then when we're in the moment, you know, then we might have these intense feelings. But I'm also suggesting that one aspect is to be honest with ourselves with these intense feelings and to own them as opposed to deny them. Because I can give you multiple examples of people who've gone through serious family tragedy who actually took the road of, okay, Allah does not give me anything I can't handle, you know, and I will get through this. But because the human experience has to go through grief as an actual processing experience, they shut that down. And then they started taking bizarre uh, approaches in their life. Yeah. And, and often, you know, like many of the cases that I've had of people who've gone into militancy, you can trace it all back to a, a personal tragedy that they didn't face, that they shut down and hid behind the illusions of faith. And then, you know, it took a very, very dangerous road in their lives. Uh, Ahant.
4: Yeah, um, you know, uh, just uh, the reflection, uh, uh, it's very profound uh, that you said that if you use those feelings in the, in the midst of suffering and turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's those that are the most sincere du'as, um, mm-hmm. you know, When I have a list of like duas that I uh, sort of try to make or like have in my mind, the idea of okay, these are the duas that I should be making like every prayer, I almost get dua like uh, like fatigue. Yes, Um, you know, almost getting tired of like making these like duas, you know, and you know, like not that they're not being like uh, like answered. It's just all it's just fatigue that like builds up. But but the sincere ones, I you know they're almost in the moment and I never get tired of those. -hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So there's the du'as where we feel like we're supposed to be making these. And then the du'as where we're actually asking for something, you know, and I think all of us understand the difference between those two. The problem is that we've so convoluted our, our, our Islamic space in our brains that sometimes we can't even tell the difference between the two. And so likewise, it is perfectly appropriate to, to feel shock you know, at, at some of the things that you observe or learn of the darknesses uh, that are taking place in the world, whether it's happening to you or it's happening to someone else, right? And, and so so for, for those of you for whom this is a new concept, take some time to really, really reflect upon this. Uh, and so today's homework assignment, for those who want to do it, is to look back and, and it's actually a modification the previous assignment, but first I'm going to give you the, 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 the new assignment, is to look back and identify your true feelings over the course of whatever previous 24 hours. And do that on a daily basis and try to figure out what your real feelings were. As opposed to how you should be looking at things. So that's one. Those of you who, and, and you know, pick, uh, you don't have to do the full day, pick five moments. Okay. And then those of you who've been doing the gratitude assignment, okay. or the gratitude assignment, uh, at least one of those things that you're going to write that you should or could be grateful for, pick something that you don't like. And then what you'll see is you're also going to be taking uh, over some of these feelings as well, right? So people in my world that I have, you know, personal conflicts with, you know, ongoing conflicts with, those people are on my list of gratitudes because the list is not what are you grateful for? It's what should you be grateful for? So what, uh,
5: I, I saw you yeah, my, my signal drop, so I cut off. I yeah, have a ahead. quick question. So so why is the suffering always have a negative connotation?
0: Well, I mean, I think that's why we call it suffering. <laughs> you
5: know? No, I mean, you know, yeah. if, if we have, if we rationalize it, and if we are saying everything comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that may be a test, and why the every time, you know, the other people are suffering, I mean, in the lighter mood, um, then, you know, this is, oh, they may, maybe did something wrong and if something happened to me that suffering always be a test for me you know that's kind of mentality and that kind of negative connotation where where is this comes from i mean why we have that uh, if we okay. have that the firm belief system that uh, everything comes from allah swt and you just mentioned earlier that you know he can he owns me so he can do anything with me mm-hmm. right if we have if we put these two variables
0: Okay. Uh, Do we lose Malahat or did you lose me? You lost Malahat? Okay. Yes, we lost. Him. Everyone lost him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, so, you heard me? So, uh, oh, you got cut off in like the last part, but the last part we heard was that, you know, uh, so, go ahead. Yeah. So what I'm sorry,
5: let me repeat. So what I'm saying is that, you know, when, when we know that, uh, as you mentioned earlier, that suffering is from Allah owes me, so you know, owns me, He can do anything with me, all the suffering. When mm-hmm. we are a stable mental state, we mm-hmm. acknowledge that. When but when we are in suffering state, then we have all those negativity and and negative thought process mm-hmm. comes to us.
1: Okay. Right.
0: Okay. So so the 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 fundamental issue is intellectually, yes, I understand all of this. Allah owns me. Okay, and Allah is free to do whatever he wants. But do I truly believe that in my heart? And if the answer is no, and if I don't truly really believe that in my heart, then that statement that Allah owns me and is free to do whatever he wants becomes abuse upon me. Okay. And, and this is going to seem like a very, very strange example. But if you look at the mindset of prostitutes who are, being, who are owned and abused by pimps, They are literally, that's the language, okay, this is the daddy, he owns me, he can do whatever he wants. And these are people who've basically been robbed of their minds. You see the point that I'm making? That that if uh, uh, intellectually, if I'm imposing upon myself the belief that Allah can do whatever he wants and he doesn't give me anything I can't handle, if my heart hasn't accepted it yet, it becomes a statement of abuse upon myself. If my heart has accepted it, then alhamdulillah. Then I'm in a very, very fantastic space. Make sense? I don't know if, uh, if you can hear enough. But yeah, I mean, does that to everyone else? Does that make sense? That if this is not truly how I feel in my heart, but is instead the the lip service I give myself, it becomes a form of abuse upon myself. Which then came to what Asma was mentioning a moment ago that it's literally a type of thulum, literally oppression on the self. Uh, Angie, raise your hand.
3: Um, yeah, so then in that case, kind of what, um, I don't remember who was just speaking now or asking the question, but yeah. yeah, so the mentality of, oh, God is punishing me. That is definitely abusive. That's our own kind of thinking. That's definitely never the situation, you know, never the case. Right. And so you're saying that, I mean, yeah, because of course, I mean, even the prophet suffered, so it's not going to be anything abusive. You're saying that the way we look at it can become abusive. If, if we view God that way, if we view him as a punisher and, you know, he's testing me to, because,
0: you know, so that's so so that's one part of what I'm saying. But what I'm also saying is that, Okay, here, let me take a step back. Uh, Suppose I ask everybody, okay, what's the first attribute you think of when you think of Allah? And all of you say mercy, right? Mm. But in the back of your head, when you think of your relationship with Allah, you feel like he's punishing you. But Mm. you're telling everyone else mercy. What we also do is we will tell ourselves things that in our hearts we don't actually believe.
3: Right, okay.
0: Right, and so I might say, Allah's being merciful to me, Allah's being merciful to me, but in my heart, I actually don't believe it.
3: Right. Which is why you're giving us this homework assignment.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, so the point is one of the challenges of the contemporary American Muslim, and it's probably global, is for yeah. us to even just learn how to be honest about our own feelings and our own emotions before engaging with theology. Yeah. As opposed to letting theology dictate what our emotions and feelings are. Global, okay, very good. Um, so I hope all of that makes sense. Let me let me try to catch up on some of these comments. One is when someone is, what is someone is suffering, not at the hands of a law, but at the hands of another human being, like a, a husband beats his wife, surely we cannot say that that suffering is meant for her and thus the husband can beat her. Okay, so yeah, yeah, we're, we're definitely not saying that. Um, what we are saying first is a person needs to be honest with themselves about, whatever it is they're feeling in terms of suffering it actually applies to everything it also applies to ease it also applies to prosperity itself but what i'm suggesting is very often we lie to ourselves when we're facing suffering and and so aladdin says suffering can bring you closer to allah yes yeah still we'll we'll get to that part uh, uh, either tomorrow or the next day inshallah and inside is saying i heard the distinction made between pain and suffering that suffering in the long term may be maybe from choosing to dwell in pain, is that a distinction that matters? Uh, at this point, I would say, for me, it's not a distinction yet, you know, uh, that pain is the tribulation itself. Suffering is unresolved feelings towards the pain. I mean, these are these are nice distinctions, but for our purposes, uh, it's all one and the same at the moment, inshallah. So. Uh, uh, oh, but uh, yeah, we're saying what you should be grateful for. Okay. So hopefully that might make your assignment easier. <laughs> Um, and then no human truly wants to suffer. That's why we have negative connotation with it. Oh, that's answering the question about suffering. Uh, Stephanie saying, in the case of the death of a parent, how do you see the good in something so personal as that? Do you have to see the good? Ah, so this is also getting back to the point that I'm making, that uh, if we speak at an abstract level, is there good in everything? Yeah, there is. But when we're speaking in the level of me experiencing the struggle, Uh, If I have to ask myself, is this good or bad, then I'm probably going down the wrong road, as opposed to the road, what is going to help me cope with what I'm going through? What will help me process what I'm going through? So one of the problems, one of the fundamental problems of the Salafi movement, uh, as it played out in in America, is that it removed all types of rituals that we had for grief and, and for birth and for celebration, by arguing that, okay, you know, this is not founded in our deen, but just about every culture will have these things as part of the process for coping and navigating with life. And so, whether it's Quran Khanis in one culture or Azzas in another culture, so forth and so on, those are there to help process struggle. But, okay. Uh, that's plenty for, for, for now. Uh, we're going to uh, get back into the conversation on suffering in the Day of Judgment, inshallah, tomorrow as well. Any last questions or thoughts about any of this? Nothing, inshallah. Okay, so we will stop right here. And um, here's the link again. Subhanakallah, bihamdika ilaha illa anta, ilaik. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika nashadu illa ilaha illa anta nasta'firuka ntu bilake Subhanakallahumma glory to you, O Allah, and bihamdika praise be granted to you. Nashadu illa ilaha illa anta we bear witness there is no god but you. Nasta'firuka we seek your forgiveness. So ilayk, and we turn to you. Okay, may Allah reward you all, insha'Allah, and we'll see you hopefully, inshallah next uh tomorrow. Wassalamualaikum warahmatullah.